Welcome to the Off the Bench Podcast, home of all things sports here in the Central Valley. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench. All right, welcome back to the Off the Bench Podcast, Jason. Episode 74. Getting our way to another big milestone number there, 75 coming up next week. That's awesome. That's awesome. Who would have thought? Right, yeah. And I'm 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 pretty excited about uh what we got coming for him on on number 75 next week. That, that was, that's going to be a fun one. So keep that one in the bag for another week or so, but uh yeah, man, how are your how's your week going? Uh week's going well. Um, you know, going well. Uh, you know, can't complain that school is out. Yes. So that's all Plus, uh, you know, congratulations to the 2022 uh, graduates. I got to give a also a shout out to my niece, Kiana Camarota. Uh, she graduated from Coastal West. It was actually kind of cool because we actually had uh, three uh, people from our radio show were at her graduation party. Caden uh, Munster was there, uh, Sydney Gish was there, and then uh, Matt Loggins. So it was kind of cool to see oh, yeah. all them. my niece's graduation. <laughs> Uh, graduation party, but you know, I gotta give a shout out to those kids who graduated. Um, I know like Central and um, they graduate this week, and I know uh, Sierra, you know, like they're all finishing up this week. So, you know, shout out to those kids who are all graduating, man. It's always an exciting, special time. Yeah, exactly. And I saw saw some photos. Uh, did I see your uh, your niece going down to Cal State Fullerton? Yeah, yeah, she'll be uh, yeah heading to Cal State Fullerton. Nice, very cool. So, man, we've uh, you know, we got a fun episode coming today. Um, special guest today, but uh, real quick, we do we do have a couple of small sports stories going on. You know, yeah. softball world, uh, Crothers girls softball made some made some uh, big got some big wins there. Went through the southern regional uh, state playoffs there and uh, got a big win in the finals there and won the whole regional. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Yeah, they uh, had a bit of a comeback, come from behind win there, and uh, won it in the seventh inning. So uh, I know our guy Gabe Camarillo launched his new radio show today, and they were they were the uh, couple of the girls and the coach were the first uh, first in studio guests for Gabe today. That's awesome, though. You know, like that's such a, I I I just think that's awesome. Like for those schools, you know, like not only were they able to win their you know the section championship, the go on and you know win the uh southern section championship or i don't know yeah i guess is that like that's the is that equivalent to the state championship i understand like they don't have they don't go as far they don't have both sections play yeah like, I, I would call it a state, state championship I, I would call that as a state championship. i would it's the same thing you know bakersfield christian right they won that year when covid canceled the state championship game same same yeah. sort of thing right it's they just yeah. don't they just don't do this that you one last game, game yeah. yeah, that's that's my point always is you won the biggest game they were they allowed you to play, yeah, you're a state champ, yeah, yeah, I agree with that, so yeah, that's uh always fun there, and then Orange Coast softball uh did the same thing, so got a got a big win there too, awesome. and uh yeah always always fun seeing our uh you know central section teams doing big things. That Carruthers girls team, man, it's every single girl on that softball team either played soccer or basketball, and they all played, like, volleyball, too. And, I mean, they just – there's a lot of winning those girls have done. 
That's awesome. No, yeah, you look at what they're, you know, just what Carruthers does in general for their athletics and for sports and just, you know, like they just, what they're doing, what they're pumping out athletes-wise, and, you know, it's just, it's a testament to, you know, the coaches, the community, you know, they do an absolute wonderful job out there. Yep, and, they, you know, you got to mention the community because they're all in athletically out there, man. Yes. They they they're, they support everything out there, so, yeah, they do it right. And then, uh, you know, Central Baseball uh, went up to Eureka, fell short. Yeah, um, made a big run, though. They, they, they were impressive. Yes. They ran into a stud uh, kid from Stanford who uh, who clocks in about 95, 96. That's tough. Uh, yeah, so that's not something, uh, you know, but, but that's, that's what you're going to see. You know, when you go to the, you know, yep. start playing the state level, you're going to start seeing those type of caliber people. And, you know, 95, 96, that ain't no joke. No joke at all. Yep. Yeah. So I was told he, uh, 108, 110 pitches in, he was still throwing low 90s. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, man. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it sounds like Stanford could use him in their regional right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, it also sounds like too. I'm like, oh, you might not be going to Stanford. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but no, it's you know just to see what you know Central Baseball to do um, to get that far, um, you know, to grind it out, get that far, and you know, like their ace, they didn't even have their ace all year. I mean, like their ace hasn't played during the whole playoffs run, and you know, Ryan Spolero, you have to imagine, you know, they're probably winning the section championship if they have Splero. Yeah. You know, you only can only, you know, wonder how far they've got, you know, do they win this game if they have him as well? You know, so it's just those speculation type things, but, you know, incredible, incredible season by uh, Coach Mulligan and his uh, baseball team. Yep, absolutely. And then, uh, you know, another bit of news uh, coming out of Buchanan High School recently. Yeah. Well, kind of, kind of fitting, right? We have a former Buchanan Bear who's going to be on this episode. But, yeah, uh, Brooks' mom is uh, – he had stepped down. Uh, I think, you know, he, he made that announcement last week. Um, not really – you know, he spent three years as Buchanan's head coach. Uh, you know, he came from Idaho. Not kind of sure what's going on. I don't know if he's, you know, moving back or what. But, um, you know, stepping down and be interesting to see who gets that job. Um, you know, we kind of talked, you know, off there, text messaging. I think, you know, it's um, – we know Ed Maddock applied for a manual, um, didn't get it, but you know he has kids that are in the Buchanan area. They're in the Buchanan program. Um, I feel like he would be the smart choice. He would be the right choice. Buchanan basketball, you know what you're going to get with Coach Maddock, and you know you look at the coaching already in the track with Tony Amundsen, right with Wiggins. Um, you know you added Will Hooker, Vance Walberg. You know there's some high-level coaches in the track already and you know you can add Maddox to that name um add to that list but at the same time uh one thing about Buchanan basketball today have not always made the uh right hires getting um Juan Webb we go down the list of line coaches uh maybe they should have probably gone with that they chose not to and but I think if you know if they get Ed Maddox that definitely changes uh Buchanan basketball program pretty good yeah i mean you talk about all the we talk about all the time right the high level coaches in the track but 
I mean, they're high-level coaches, but they're also big names. And Ed Maddock, yes. Ed Maddock would be a name that is, you know, a great coach, but also a big name that would fit in there. Um, they would, you know, and you, you like to think that doesn't matter, but when you're when you're every school in your district has an Adrian Wiggins or a Tony Amundsen and a you know Vance Wahlberg, you kind of need a big name to keep up there. Well, and you know, there's there's kids that have left um, that have left the Buchanan area for basketball who've, you know, gone and moved on to other schools and, you know, hopefully they can keep, you know, they can keep the talent. They have a very talented young youth program um, coming in. Like I know their freshman class, they had a very talented freshman class. A lot of those, some of those kids left. Um, They have a very talented eighth grade class, very talented seventh grade class and a very loaded sixth grade class as well. And, you know, it's, can you keep those kids? And that's, you know, can you hold on to those kids from not going to the Clovis West or Clovis North? Or Clovis East, you know. So, if uh, and I think you know, Maddox would be that type of guy who can bring those kids in. And then the one thing Buchanan has always seemed to lack is toughness, right? One yeah. thing I feel like always lacked is just that that toughness on the defensive end, and you know, and uh, that's that's never happens when it, with an Ed Maddox team. Yeah, so that's the one thing. <laughs> when, it would not lack. We know Ed brings uh, is able to instill toughness. That's absolutely yeah. absolutely sure. So, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go there. Um, yeah, it's been a fun couple weeks there. You following a couple, you know, the couple openings that have been around. I'll be, you know, we saw uh, Emmanuel fill their job, Central fill their job with Will Hooker. Uh, I'll be curious to see, you know, what direction uh, Buchanan goes, and also what direction uh, Washington Union goes. Right, and I don't think I don't think Edison's been filled either. Yes, correct. You know, so that that's another interesting thing to see is what's going to happen with those positions, um, who fills those basketball positions. But yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see, and you got to you know it's crazy because it's the summer's already you know we're here summer basketball's here and um, they got to get going. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's here. It was, there was a big tournament. I saw Clovis North ran off a bunch of wins uh, this last weekend. Um, there's a, I know the big summer league for the country schools out at Liberty High School and the Ranchos that started yeah. tonight, I think. Um, so yeah, it's it's here. Summer basketball is here. So yeah, man, it's uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see where they go with those. And in fact, talk about that union job. I'm I'll be curious to see if uh, if uh, you know what's his face uh, applies for it. The old uh, Jervis Cole. <laughs> no, I think he would. If I think that's a smart play, right? If you're Washington Union admin, that's the person you reach out to. Yeah, I think that's just. You know, you we've you've talked about it a lot on the show. Just you know, guys, schools bringing in like former alumni and bringing guys and like what it does to the community, what it does to the program, and um, you know. You bring Jervis a guy who, you know, like, yeah, like we've we've, we've talked about Washington. it with, okay. we we've talked about it with Hoover, right? Where, yeah. he's the right guy for for at the right time. Yeah, and then Jer, I think we I think we both agree Jervis could be the right guy at the right time for a school like Washington Union. Yeah, so, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see, but I know I'm super excited about this uh, this episode. I feel super old. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, Donovan makes fun of me. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, Buchanan uh, grad, uh, 
We went to Wake Forest and then, you know, uh, went on to uh, Santa Clara. He's now, you know, just got done playing overseas and about to, you know, move, about to go to Australia to go play. And Yeah, he's you know, not, not going to take much of an offseason, it doesn't sound like. No, um, it was fun to catch up with him. And, you know, I was texting him this weekend. He was down in L.A. working out, um, just getting, you know, getting his body ready for, you know, to go down under. So, you know, I was just super excited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Excited for everyone to hear this one. And, uh, yeah, so this is episode 74 featuring Buchanan alum Donovan Mitchell. Hope you guys enjoy it. Let us know on social media uh, what you guys thought about it. Uh, but, yeah, here we go. Episode 74, Donovan Mitchell. All right, welcome back to Off the Bench Podcast. Jason, I think we're going to have fun right now. We're going to go back to one of these guys that you uh, you know pretty well. Yeah, just uh, we were talking you know a little bit before, and I just realized, like, I feel a heck of old now. <laughs> like, these kids are no longer kids anymore. They're grown men. And, ah, uh, no, yeah, uh, you know, we got uh, former Buchanan star, uh, professional basketball player now, Donovan Mitchell, man. Yeah, how we doing, Donovan? Thank you guys for having me. Um, I've been good. It's, yeah, it's been a minute. I haven't seen Jason in quite a few de- quite a few years, but it's good to see him. Yeah, it's. Uh, he's making fun of me because I got five kids now. And <laughs> he remembers in the beginning days when yeah, just when he had off. one <laughs> and he had a hairline going. He had a haircut, crispy hairline. You know, he was still looking after himself. And now his five yeah. kids. He's just hey, I'm here today. <laughs> About thirty five pounds heavier. Just got that dad bod. Just yeah, good stuff though, man. We're <laughs> gonna hear the uh, hear the story here. So Donovan, take us back. Were you uh, did you grow? Were you always in Fresno? Did you grow up in Fresno? Yeah. So uh, I grew up in Bullers District at first, up until seventh or sixth grade, and then my mom made the move to Clovis. I went to Alta Sierra seventh grade year, eighth grade year, then went to Buchanan after that. No, yeah. So I got to know Donovan seventh grade year so we had some unbelievable battles uh so he was coached by carbs oh. right up seventh grade year yeah yeah so he was coached by coach carbs seventh grade year and so i was coaching at granite and so i had like javon johnson colin slater and so like donovan like yeah Corey williams um so they had so much height so much height we had the guard play. They had all the height. So, uh, yeah, kind of got to get to know, you know, Donovan there just kind of just from the basketball world and then had the opportunity um, to coach him for chaos. And so that's kind of when, like, our, you know, friendship and got to know, you know, his family, his mom and his sister, got to know them, you know, on a you know more personal level and been, been able to follow his career ever since. Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've talked a lot about those old chaos days and, you know, you coaching those teams, but – you know, let's dig into the uh, the Buchanan days. Talk about your uh, your experience at Buchanan playing high school ball. Oh, high school ball was uh, <clears throat> it was a little bit of a roller coaster for me, just because I think uh, at the end of the day I was more focused on AAU basketball, and high school was a little bit more fun. So that's why people always ask me, "Why didn't you transfer this or that?" Or whatever. I had some good friends over there, so I, I stuck around. 
more uh, high school was more for friendship stuff like that but freshman year was uh thought I got gypped a little bit they put me on JV so I'd play a little bit more even though yeah and then uh <laughs> sophomore year I got to play on varsity I played with uh Justin Everett uh and Deshay Hicks those two those two are my running buddies Nico Moreno uh, a couple of those guys a little bit older uh that was a good my sophomore year was a good year I think it was just I mean, it was just basketball. I think that was the first, my first and only year where I played with an actual big with Justin, which was nice. And then after that, I was playing .5. (laughs) (laughs) How how tall were you at this point coming into high school? Uh, Coming into high school from, I was probably about six, a solid six, six coming in freshman year. And then I stretched out to my senior year. It's finishing up about six, eight. And now I'm solid six eight now, but and then shoot, then we go to junior year. Junior year was a solid year, fun year. Uh, I got Pat Guile uh, as my coach my my junior year. That was nice. Uh, he had a, he brought in a really nice coaching staff with uh, Jordan Ambers, uh, Jarv, uh, Jarvis Cole, and um, what's the one man? Had glasses. Mike know? McDonald. Mike McDonald. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was like, that was a really cool crew we had. We didn't get a, we didn't bring them all back our senior year, and then senior year was just like a senior year was a good year. I had I had a good time with my friends, and uh, and then that's where that's really my basketball career at Buchanan. It wasn't too nothing too special, nothing too bright. It was just uh, I think it was just a good time for me. Yeah. Wait, you also had there was like three different coaches though. There was a lot of coaches turnover though, right? Because it was my so my freshman year. Or Swain had left right before I became a freshman. Okay, and then George, and then Dittman, yeah, uh, was the coach, freshman year, freshman year and sophomore year, and then Pat. Okay, was my I remember like there was a lot of turnover. Yeah, there was like that. a little bit, a lot of controversy going on around yeah. there. But it was. Just, I just remember there was a lot of just a lot of turnover with the Buchanan basketball <laughs> during that time period. Yeah. So we're gonna hold on. We're gonna go back real quick though. So I got to coach Donovan. Uh, I think it was eighth grade year for Chaos. Yeah. And so we were just talking about her right before is we played like DeAndre Ayton's like travel team like three times that year. And I remember people saying like, hey, this kid is like projected to be the number one overall pick when he's eligible, which is like when you think about that, like you're like six years in advance, five years in advance. You're like, it's hard to like picture like, like, is that kid going to be the number one overall yeah, pick? You, have, you really have no idea. Yeah. Like, you know, he actually be, became the number one he overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> but like. You know, Donovan gave him fits, like gave him absolute fits. And, you know, like what people don't realize is Donovan was at the time was like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, but he could handle the ball. He could shoot the ball. Um, he, You know, like he talked about, Buchanan was kind of that point forward. But um, like our teams, we, we had great bigs. We had like Ethan Richardson. We were very long and lanky. Um, our guard play wasn't the greatest. Um, Javon, if you're listening, like you weren't, you still had a lot, a lot of work to do. So I don't want to put you on blast there. Um but, like, you know, we were able to exploit him because he had a hard time going out to the perimeter and guarding guys like Donovan and Ethan Richardson because they could shoot the three. They could put the ball on the floor. You know, he wasn't kind of used to that. And so, we, you know, we had some unbelievable battles. Yeah, so looking back now, Donovan, I mean, playing at such a young age against a guy like that, obviously you didn't really know he was going to do what he did now. But what was that like going up against a guy like that? Uh... I mean, I've been going up against guys like that pretty much my whole career. After yeah, after chaos, I've transitioned to TS, which was an Under Armour circuit team. 
And play. I mean, playing as those guys every day is just. I mean, it's basketball. Yeah. I'm playing at one of the highest levels, not the highest level yet, but I'm at one of the highest levels, and it's like, you see those guys day in and day out. Like all it is at the end of the day is who puts in work, and who wants it more. So it's like, uh, yeah. But seeing those guys and like those athletic abilities, like DeAndre Ayton, he's what at 16, he was six nine, two thirty, two forty, <laughs> most bigger than. All like the it's dads like a grown the man, yeah. All yeah. the bigger than all the dads <laughs> in the gym. He's walking in there at 16, looking like that. I was just like, Yeah, I don't know where you got it. <laughs> like, Damn. I was like, I, I, And all I did was tell myself, I was like, Yeah, I mean, you're gonna grow up a little bit once you get growing, it'll be all right, and it's gonna be even playing field. But it's yeah, playing against those guys is always, it's always an eye opener just to see like just different athletes. Like, it's always cool to see different athletes and what they can do and what they do with their body and stuff like that. And it's I mean, yeah, there's not much to say about that. It's just eye-opening to see those guys. Like, when you walk in, you see anywhere between a guy at 6 foot, 6'11", they're putting their armpits in the room. And it's just, yeah, it's different. I think a lot of people don't realize, too, is, like, you're kind of definitely in this section. There's not many times that you're 6'8", you know, as tall as you've always been and been out on the perimeter. A lot of times, you know, like, there's a lot of times in this area when you're big, they kind of just throw you in the post. Oh, man, <laughs> I fought that for my life. Oh, my goodness. Anytime I got a defensive rebound, no matter if the point guard was calling for it, I was like, you better just run because I'm not passing it to you right now. I'm going to bring it up, do this. Yeah, but I fought that for a while. And finally, it's like it's paying off a little bit. Uh, high school, I mean, I was after the first two minutes of the game, he'd sub out our point guard and I'd be playing point the rest of the game. And then college. Uh, was more about I was transitioning, just being able to guard what I would have to guard, and that's more four, like three fours and fives. So I was more stuck in like pick, I was more in pick and pop, uh, dribble drive a little bit here and there, which was cool. Like it, it developed my game a lot. Then I got to Santa Clara, I started playing the three a little bit, uh, but mostly four. And then now at the pro level, and pro level is just if you whatever you can do, they'll let you do it because they need every every inch of what you can do mm-hmm. and uh like I, I started playing point forward again in my first professional professional year after about six about a, after about our sixth game uh our coach came up to me he's like yeah I think I could trust you a little bit handling the ball this or that we're going to start putting the ball in your hands coming up full court and uh making a little bit more decisions like that and uh I thought my game started to open up a lot more like I thought it would but uh, yeah, it took a took a minute for me to get people to really stick to me, like handling the ball and stuff like that. But once they started seeing me go past guards, and not having any problems with being picked up full court like that, it was uh, it was an easy transition. So who was I gotta know now? Who was like which did Car- carbs kind of let you bring it up a little bit, right? No, no, not at all, <laughs> not at all. Man, he didn't. No, he like sometimes like when we do when we have some fast breaks or transitions or something like that, and I'm dribbling it up, he'd be like, okay, okay, and then but once I got past off court, you got it. I had to give it to some. I had to give it up. What about Trotter? Trotter let you? Man, <laughs> no, no, it didn't have. It didn't happen until my fresh. Yeah, until my. Freshman sophomore years when I started handling the ball in high school, like in okay. uh, like high school, school ball. But I remember you would go to like camp, so you went yeah, to like the no, PG camp. Sent, and my mom sent me to the point guard. Co- no one knew about that. My mom sent me to the point guard college camp. My mom sent me. Yeah, she sent me to a lot of guard camps. Yes. Like, uh, and then I went to the Jordan. I went to the Jordan camp. Uh, 
what else? I went to some, I went to a three on three camp. A couple of, and my mom put me my mom did a great job. She put me in all these camps and stuff like that, just trying to get the best out of me. But uh she definitely tried she thought I was a point guard. And it was funny, but that's what I developed into and I, I look back on it and it's like that point guard college though, every time uh like a coach or someone asks me, they're like, why, like, how are you such a guard or whatever? And first I tell them, uh, Corey Williams, one of my best friends in high school, after every day after school from seventh grade to freshman year, we go play one-on-one -on -one for hours, just hours, go play one-on-one. -on -one. And it was just top of the key, handling the ball. And I mean, I guess not a lot of people do that or bigs, bigger people do that. So it's like, uh, I guess it would be an advantage for me. And then the camps, point guard college, like, uh, breaking the game down for you at such a young age and telling you like you only have to do these few simple things like when you as soon as you get a defensive rebound first thing you do look down the floor second thing you do bring it up and if you could just kick it ahead real quick kick it ahead and then just being able to know where people are supposed to be on the floor at all times or where they're going to be and learning how players play so you know like how shooters want to catch the ball how to give it to your bigs if they can't catch to be more like maybe like a soft bounce pass or just throw it up to the rim so they could just tap it in and it was just, yeah, transitioning to a guard. I mean, I think I've always been a guard, but uh, my development as a guard has been pretty pretty cool to see. No, I remember at Buchanan, it was Donovan bringing it up against pressure. And then, you know, he did a great job seeing it over, but then it was, you know, he had to give it up. And then that's kind of what you wanted anyways. You wanted him to give it up and just try to let his other teammates beat him. But you had, you know, there was games. I remember, like, didn't there was a game like you scored like fifty in the track or something like that, or forty? Central, yeah, first home game. Oh my goodness, that was a great game. Jarvis came into me. He's like, uh, some stuff you can't say on here, but he's just <laughs> telling. He's just telling me like, they think you're this, this, and this. This is Central. They're gonna come in here. They're gonna try to punk you. Da 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 da. We come out. Uh, two of the first, two of the first. I'm gonna say for two of the first seven possessions, dunks. Come up, I grab, uh, come up for an offensive rebound. I pick it up off the floor, go up, dunk it. On, I couldn't tell you his name. Then we come down again, three, come down again, dunk, uh, reverse dunk, and then like the game just, then the game was just opening up after that, and it was just, yeah, no. And then I had a couple, I had a good battle versus Clovis West my senior year. Uh, they were a little bit undermanned, but uh, shoot, anyone, anytime being Clovis yeah. West, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take it. Uh, yeah, but no, we had some good battles. I had some good battles with Javon. Uh, we always ended up playing each other on like a senior night, junior and senior year. We were playing each other on senior nights, which was fun. I think that brought out a little bit more. Uh, yeah, Javon, I think I'm gonna say Javon was probably my favorite matchup in the track just because he was the only person that was somewhat same size as me. He's about 6'5, and we'd guard each other the entire game, and it wouldn't be. He would like the coach wouldn't be ask giving him help. It would be like a one on one game, and it would be that would be yeah, <laughs> love that one. I love it. I love it. So I want to get into a little bit. You know, you if I remember right, you committed fairly early in high school, but I want let's let's talk through that recruiting process. So what was that like? Uh, the recruiting process was interesting. I think it was more like me for me like how I am is like uh. I'm ready to go after like the first two, three. I was like, yeah, I kind of just want to commit here and there. And then uh, my mom had me waited out for a little bit. Like once we started doing official visits, I went one to Florida and then I went to Wake Forest right after that. And uh, I mean, I committed on the visit, but prior to that, it was, yeah, it was Florida, Wake Forest. Uh, 
SMU, uh, Fresno State, and Nevada. I was like Eric Musselman in Nevada, Danny Manning at Wake Forest. I can't remember. SMU came in kind of late. That's why I didn't really. I was gonna go to the. I was gonna go to SMU after Wake Forest, but I had just started talking to them, so I was kind of like, all right, whatever. And I went to Wake Forest, and then as soon as I really saw, they put on a highlight tape of all their guys and who they play, and I was just like, I want to just play against those teams. Like it's gonna be the best of the best day in day out. And yeah, and then we had uh, they put me they when we went to an open gym. And John Collins was in there, uh, Brian Crawford, he's overseas in Italy, uh, Cornelius Hudson, uh, I'm trying to, he's overseas as well too right now. I mean, they, we just had some hoopers, like there were just some hoopers in there. Like I was just like, oh, we, but I didn't, I didn't really know who any of them were coming out of high school. And then uh, we went into open gym and it was the most competitive open gym I've ever been in, in my life. We came in there, they threw the, like they, they, we shot for ball and from the jump it was just, it was it was hit and run, and I was I just felt like I was in love in there, just playing with those guys and stuff like this. And then uh, John Collins catches it on catches it like at the elbow and rips to, rips to his left, goes by him, and it was like open gym, so no one's like really jumping, but he just took one dribble, full windmill, just dunks it, and I was just I was just looking, at it, and I was like this is this is that this is the type of athletes I want to play against, stuff like that. And uh, later that night after or next morning after breakfast, I just committed, and that was it. It was a wrap after that. I saw I had seen enough. Okay, what also people don't also might not know is as just as good of a basketball player he was or he is, he was just as good in volleyball. Like oh, yeah. Like like you were playing like Team USA no, volleyball. I was, that was in my senior year I was number one player in the country for volleyball. Like like people don't understand like this dude was No. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely a hidden talent, but it wasn't a hidden talent. Like in the volleyball world, I was pretty, I was very well known. But then after outside of that, nobody really knows <laughs> about volleyball. Mm. So it was kind of like a hidden talent. And then, uh, yeah, I got uh, my mom. I started doing USA after my sophomore year. I got invited to do USA. Um, we went out to do JO, JOs in Florida. We won that. Uh, we were the youngest team to win that. We were playing. We were in the same pool as our U-19s uh, or U-20s. We were in the same pool as them. And we were U-16, right? Yeah, we were U-16. We ended up beating our. We ended up beating our older team in the championship, which was unheard of. Everybody was in there, like just like in wow. I think I was in one of the best volleyball classes as well, or top two, the class ahead of me and the class and my class. We were like some of the best. I think we we're the best. And then, uh, yeah, in high school, it was just no one wanted to see me in high school. <laughs> I'm telling no. When I tell you, anybody, ask Clovis North, <laughs> Clovis West, none of the guys later. Like when we had to play Buchanan, like my senior year, I'm not going to say it was just me, but I mean, it was me, Nick Getman, Taj Sanga, uh, Kyle Merchant, and a couple of, like, couple other guys, a couple smooth guys or whatever, but no, we were. Uh, we were a menace. My four years in high school we were just a menace in volleyball, and it was it was fun. Volleyball was I, I'll tell you this: volleyball was some of the most fun I had in sports, just because the camaraderie, the teams. I mean, and winning just plays a part in it. Like I think I lost three, maybe four games at Buchanan in volleyball. And you guys were playing like all across the yeah, nation. Yeah, we played across the nation. We were always top three, not three though. Uh, <laughs> No, we were always t we were always a top team in the country. Yeah, after my sophomore year, we were always a top team in the country. We had 
players. Patrick Gasman went to Hawaii, won a natty. Uh, Ryan Smith went to Stanford. Uh, Aaron Samara won two natties at uh, Ohio State. Uh, David Wickman went to Fresno State. Uh, I, I want to say some, we had maybe like two others go to a city somewhere to keep playing volleyball. Uh, Lake Merchant went to uh, the Slugs. Who's the Slugs? The Banana Slugs. Santa Cruz. Santa, Santa Cruz, Cruz, yeah. He went out to Santa Cruz, played out there. Uh, I think that's, I might be missing a two or three, but those are the main guys or whatever. But, uh, yeah, volleyball was. So these guys are all off and playing college volleyball, telling their teammates that one of their best teammates <laughs> isn't even playing anymore. He's not even playing anymore. <laughs> he, he just wasted. I know those guys, they used to give me a hard time. They're like, uh, can you give me your volleyball time? You're just wasting it. And I was like, nah, man. I mean, I want to play volleyball, but at the end of the day, there's no money in volleyball. It's a fun sport. It's, yeah. it's, I think it might be one of the most fun sports out there. Like Once you learn how to play it, it's it's got to be one of the most fun sports, but at the end of the day, for me, it's no money. But I think I'll be back. Like I'll play. I'll, I think I'll play like some AVP. That's what I'm saying. Are you gonna go road. chase? Are you gonna go chase Bunger on this? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> it's most definitely gonna happen, especially like out in Australia. They have a lot of AVP tournaments, and it's not too hard for me to pick up volleyball. I mean, I just got to get some practice. I think like three, four months, and I'll be able to somewhat compete. But mm. I, I, just, I think I'll be I better. couldn't imagine playing like high school volleyball. And like, like you had that like your jump like I imagine like your belly button. Oh no, on top we had no, net. we had I we had my mom has this picture of my uh, like right above my nipples. I got my whole hand just like standing <laughs> over the net, like full arms stretched out and everything. And it's just yeah, high school was different because it was there was either like I think Clovis volleyball or Fresno volleyball is there's a t- like I think they we have one of the best like volleyball communities in one in the country honestly just because of like what we put out day in and day out especially at Buchanan Clovis West had a run Clovis North is pretty good I mean we're not like and we always competed with the beach schools Mm. like whenever we went down to uh Santa Cruz Santa Barbara or anything like that and playing those tournaments we were coming I mean we were if we weren't coming in first we were coming in second or third like we were just one of those teams like we were always a really good team in volleyball and stuff like that but so was it just like a regular thing where you were having to turn volleyball coaches away? Oh, uh, after my junior, yeah, after okay, after we I won the national championship with my club team my junior year, uh, all the teams were like, "What are you gonna do?" And I told them I was like, "I was like, I'm playing basketball," and that was it. And I was just, and then I didn't hear from any of them after that. Nobody, nobody was, nobody tried to come with you like, "Hey, you can play basketball and volleyball." Stanford, uh, Stanford basketball said. Or Stanford volleyball said, "We'll let every, okay." All the volleyball teams said, "We'll let you play both. <laughs> yeah. We'll let we could play both." Yeah. But the basketball coaches were the ones that were like, "Ah, uh, no, probably not. Okay, we're not gonna do that." So Stanford was one of them. Stanford said, "Nah." UCLA basketball was just on the verge, like it was just back and forth. UCLA didn't come in until super late. Okay. Uh, my senior, so they came out my senior year, like the volleyball coach, and then were like, "If you're still interested in playing volleyball, this, this, and this, like." We, we uh, will probably get you on a two-way, and at the time I was talking to UCLA, but I was like, I think I'm going to go West Coast or East Coast because I want to play over there. And uh, they were like, um, mm, all right, this, that, and that. And then, yeah, it just never really panned out. What, could somebody have snuck in and got you by offering, by letting you do both? Yeah. Like a, even so, a smaller school? I don't know if a smaller school. I don't know how much of a smaller school. Like, let's like, say SMU. SMU doesn't have a men's volleyball team. Oh, okay, what about like a San Diego State? San Diego State, yes. Okay. They could have snuck me. 
Okay, because I know like there okay. were some talks. Like, no, I had was, I, I had really never talked to their volleyball program because the volleyball program isn't that great. Or whatever. Okay. Ba- I was on, I was going about to go there for basketball. I wanted to go out there. I might have played with my cousin Matt Mitchell. Yeah, he was out there. Because I remember there was like some like rumblings like yeah, late like, later on. Like you, I think you might have already committed or you were going like committed, and like there were some rumblings that you might flip to San Diego State. No, so what happened was was I was I really like San Diego State. But and like so, I had t- I was talking to the head coach and stuff like that, and I was like, I think I want to come here. Like this is one of those schools, and they gave me an assistant coach that just showed his ass the whole visit, and me uh, and my mom were just like, what just happened? Huh. And we were just like, so we came out there, and he was just like, and we were just like, what is this? Like, cause we me and me and my mom had sat with the head coach, sat with one of the other assistants. And we were like, yeah, this is nice. This is San Diego. Like, ooh, we like, I think we're, I mean, this is probably one of the schools that's not far from home. This or that. And then, yeah, we had, they gave me an assistant coach for a visit, like to show me around. And it was just, all right, well, let's go somewhere <laughs> else. All right, this is it. Obviously, this is not the place. Appreciate, appreciate your time. Yeah, that was, but hey, it must have been, it turned out for the best. Yeah. That's just crazy to think what could have happened, right? I'm, no, sure yeah. I'm sure there's certain coaches out there kicking themselves thinking, you know, if I had just opened the door and let them play both sports. Well, yeah, and I didn't think volleyball was too demand-like for me because volleyball literally, when it was volleyball season, that's when I played volleyball. Yeah. And other than that, it was basketball. And then, like, I mean, summer times, uh, I had some friends. We'd go outside, like, to we play grass volleyball, some two-on-two grass volleyball, sometimes some beach. But... Yeah, volleyball for me. I I never thought saw the problem in it because basketball season and volleyball season don't really collide unless it's the end of basketball, beginning of volleyball. What about like professionally now? Any clubs out there in Europe that have both? Nah, go out there and play both. Or? Nah, uh, <laughs> you're. I mean, you're like where I was in the Netherlands. Uh, it was, I th- it was mostly girls teams. Uh. Like I didn't see many men's teams because when you go, when you go to men's teams, Germany, if you go over the border. 15 minutes over the board that's where the men's volleyball is heavy and those are, those guys are good yeah well, we talked to kit uh yeah. kit maddox became mm-hmm. an alum and he played in in germany over yeah. there and yeah those leagues are good so would you would you say that volleyball was kind of like your stress release yes right. most definitely like it's like just that's where i literally just i let all my worries go and i was just like let's go play some volleyball and, and it just was have just, fun and just enjoy fun. yeah it was fun because i knew i was gonna win at the end of the day, volleyball <laughs> volleyball is one of those things like you just like it's like you know when you're about to play like your little cousin on the video game or something like you're just like you know let's play let me get some let me get some stress out and just whoop you. <laughs> well, it's funny because just sitting here like watching you talk about it, ba- talking basketball you have this like business yeah it's like business yeah but when you talk volleyball you're having fun. Like, oh yeah, I mean you yeah I mean I could see I could see where you say that because shoot dudes won. Yeah. No, he was like that's what I'm saying like he was nice. Like people don't understand like how good he was in volleyball, and that's why I was like, like he's like how good he is in basketball. Like he was just as good. <laughs> Some might say he was no, better. No, nah, go ahead and say it because everyone said it. Everyone Some said it. Say everyone he was said better. It. You can say it because everyone said it. Oh my goodness! Hey, you're you're better in volleyball than you are in basketball. I'd be like, man, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm like. But like he's still really good in basketball. Yeah, I was like <laughs> basketball. It's like that's that's it. Because I was, I mean, I was one in volleyball, and then I was, uh, f- I think like fifty one, ranked fifty first in basketball. But still, fifty first in basketball yeah. is fifty first. Yes, yeah. that's, that's that's in the like, you're in the talks with a lot of people. He went to the ACC out of high school. You know, like it's. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not. 
Like people, it's crazy to think like how good. I always thought, yeah, I always assumed like after your basketball career, like you would go to Chase. Oh, Chase I, Bunger, I, wow. I, I, Kyle Merchant, uh, Leg Merchant, and uh, John Ferrari. Those three guys text me all the time, or most mostly Leg Merchant and John. But they just hit me. They're like, "Hey, they'll send me a picture of them watching some AVP." Tour. Hey, when you're ready, <laughs> hey, when you're ready, we could get out there. And I'm like, I mean, I'll be out there. It's just I gotta find some time. Love you're still it. young though. You oh, got yeah. a nice. You got a long time playing basketball still. Yeah. Because right, Chase, he made that move when he was like 35, right? Yeah. Yeah. He see, was old like volley, like beach volleyball is a lot about reads. Like if you can just read the game a little bit here and there, you're gonna get tired. You're gonna be you're gonna have to be able to move. But like, it's a it's a lot game. A lot of reads and being patient and knowing like where you got to use your energy at here and there. So it's I think it's I mean you're on sand. It's not, I feel like it's a little bit nicer on your body. It's nicer on your body, obviously. Like, no impact is crazy. Like, the impact isn't crazy. So it's, like, something you could play to, like, you're, like, 45, maybe, if do you, you keep your body right. Do you find that other basketball players play, too, just for fun? I know a couple that play for fun. Like, they just like to play, but... Uh, I mean, I've been to the beach and seen the Lopez twins out there playing volleyball. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you <laughs> anyone that goes to the beach, like, if you bring a volleyball, I mean, everyone's going to try to play here and there. But I think, I mean, like, you know, Blake Griffin plays volleyball. Uh, who else do I know? Like, or do I just know of that plays volleyball, that plays basketball? Is, I mean, Chase. Yeah. Um, a couple other guys here and there, but I can't really name, but... Right, like you're the closest thing to Chase, right, Budinger? Yeah, like, because so. Chase was the number one player in volleyball too, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, like, was right. There's, be, like, there's usually not, there's not very many of you that have been like top volleyball players and then also top basketball players. No, now it's football. Yeah. It's football. Oh, is it really? I think so. I mean, I've seen uh, who's the kid that's on Orlando right now? He was like the number one quarterback. He went to Gonzaga. Lyskin guard. Uh, he just got Jalen Suggs. Yes. He was he was a volleyball player. He's a football player. Okay, no, oh, I'm saying it's football. Oh, no, now. Yeah, I okay, I no, I, I thought you were saying like oh, football yeah. and volleyball. I was like, oh no, I was like, oh, like I didn't know that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suggs played both in yeah. in Minnesota, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's more. You see, basketball athletes is football athletes. Like those two sports, I feel like those two sports are mostly mixed. But yeah, I don't. See, you don't see many volleyball and basketball. I don't think. Well, it's kind of hard to be like six eight, six nine playing football. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, they're, everyone's going for the knees. Everyone's going for the knees, and I don't even want to go near my knees. Ankle biters. <laughs> so let's go back to basketball now. So you you chose Wake Forest. What was that like, though? Your first moment being on like your starting school, right? It's now it's we're in college. We're all the way across the other side of the country from home, and then you know, like weather's a little different on the East Coast, especially in North Carolina. What was that like? First, the weather was interesting. I've never been in humidity. So, I mean, one of the first times I got outside in the – because I moved out there in the summer. I think it was – right. It was I uh, walked – after graduation, the next morning I was on a flight out there. And I got off the plane, humid, and I was just, like, sticky. Like, I was just like, this is not – yeah, this is a little bit interesting. But, yeah, the weather – other than the humidity – I didn't think the winter was too, too bad. It did get cold. It snowed a little bit. But, I mean, I could live with that weather in North Carolina. I think it was a little bit in the middle because we'd have our days where it was just nice and stuff like that and not too humid. But, yeah, they did have their days. And then what else? Sorry, what else did you ask? Just like, just you know, being first year, being a freshman, always is, you know, it's a different transition. Yeah. You went from <clears throat> being the guy at Buchanan to now, like, 
you know, you're you're now a role player. Yeah, I never. Instance. Yeah, so for something like that, like I never like thought of it like that. Technically, like I was just like wide eyed and just bush tailed, like walking in there. I was in a whole new school, whole new environment. I went to Wake Forest is a predominantly black community, and is coming from Fresno, Clovis is just. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> and I was just, I mean, like, it was just like the atmosphere was totally different. I was just like, I had a smile on my face at the whole, my whole freshman year. I was just smiling. I was just, it was a nice freshman year. It was a cool transition, learning basketball, stuff like that. Uh, I don't mind that I didn't play a lot my freshman year. I had John Collins in front of me, Dino Smitoglu, and then Austin Arians was at the, he was a shooter. Austin Arians had one of the most straps I've ever seen in my life. Man, if I come into the gym, at like 9.30 at night, and he's on shot number 976 going. He's like, I only got a couple more left. So I'm just like, shooter. And then John, and then Dinos Mitoglu, he's in Greece right now. He's a he's from Greece. He's from Greece. He was 6'11", and just a body, like a, a typical European. That's him right there. Just he'll catch, shoot, he's just very solid. And then John Collins just jumping out the gym. So I was like, I, I had courtside seats my freshman year watching that. And it was nice to see, uh, but yeah, freshman year was it was definitely an eye opener just in the game of basketball and the game of life. It's just okay. So you play in the ACC. Yeah. What is it like though? Because like first Man. your first home game. So I'm gonna ask you multiple questions. What is it like playing in your first home game, right? Yeah. Your first ACC home game. Yeah. And then obviously the just different places you travel to, right? You guys travel to Syracuse. Yeah. You guys go to Duke. You guys go to North Carolina, right? Like you're playing in some of the meccas yeah. of the basketball, college basketball world. Like yeah. what is it like going in those, you know, those venues and just with those crowds? Yeah. Those, so starting at the beginning, like uh, I'll never forget my first game coming out of the tunnel. Like as soon as I left the locker room, I like the tunnel, I felt like it just – it just expanded like a balloon just expanded and then like right before I was about to walk out it was a tiny little tunnel like that I was trying to squeeze through and I was just like what like and I could hear the crowd like the crowd roaring and we came out through the the backside uh, behind uh behind the visitors basket that they started at and we'd run out and they had the motorcycle they had them they had a motorcycle at Wake Forest that would just be like that would take us out and it was just like I was just like Oh, what is like this is crazy. I'm about to go out there. People are about to go out here to like see like to come see like see us, like see me too. I was just like it's some different or whatever, but like yeah, like it's like bright lights. I was just it's like starstruck at first. I was like, I'm not even here. I'm just watching. I'm not even here. Like that's like some of the things and then going to like those other gyms like Duke, Florida Florida State was probably my favorite place to see just because like that gym was people were literally on top of you. Like the I don't like you have to see those gyms to just understand how big those things are and like just like college arenas and like NBA or professional arenas are just totally different professional arenas are more definitely more for comfort yes and college arenas are for you get right like they're like it's I for like, the noise and they want the noise yes. and you want people on you like so Florida State and uh West Virginia they're not West Virginia Virginia Tech okay their arenas were literally like I felt like they were like uh, like built straight up, straight up like the Harry Potter Quidditch arenas, like how they go straight <laughs> up and people are just on top of you. That's what it felt like. I felt like just people were just like on top of you, super loud, rowdy, and it was just. I mean, you just can't. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it any more than that. It's just like, like just being in those like type of environments. You're just like, 
man, you just need to take a step back and just look at it. Sometimes it's just, it's ridiculous. And then like after like buckets, stuff like that, like uh, we were at uh, we were at Syracuse my sophomore year. And uh, so how, oh, how the ACC works, if you're getting ISO'd, they're calling out your number. Coach is literally just calling out your number. <laughs> Nothing else. Like all the teams did it. If they, if you're, if you're getting taken to, like they're calling out your number or whatever. So I was number two and we were at Syracuse and I was actually playing, I was, I was playing pretty well. And uh, Titus Battle, I don't know if you know who yeah. that is. He was uh, their starting three, two, three leading scorer. He was he was a bucket, and they caught it on the wing. He caught it on the wing or whatever. And then all of a sudden, I hear two. I hear the, I hear two, <laughs> and I was like, I was trying. I literally ran through my head. I was like, because he he was just handling up there for a second. I hear two, and then he calls a ball screen. I jump over it, and then I get to the wing and I look at him, and I was like, he's about to ISO me. <laughs> he's about to ISO me. He did a he did a drop cross to a spin move. Gone. All I heard so he did he did the drop cross and as soon as he spun, I swear I blinked and he was gone. And all I heard all I heard was ooh. <laughs> I was like, damn, did I just I just got crossed. I just I just got done in front of everybody. And like it was one of those things where I swear I did not know where he went. <laughs> I did not know where he went at all. And I was just, all I heard was the ooze and I was like, I was just on the ball, so it's on me. And then I turn it like I turn around or whatever. He ends up missing it, like it like it, it brinks off or whatever. And I I got the rebound and outlet it. And I all I could do is do is breathe. I was like, Whew. you're like I'm that staying was, off Sports Center. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh no. And then I was on it later. I was on Sports Center after that because we were down. Uh, we were down and they had a they had this seven three dude, a seven three African guy catch it on the wing or whatever. And we were pressing. And I was uh, they put me at the five just because I was yeah, I was dude. just faster than our yeah. five. And all of a sudden, I see him. They get it at half court. And as soon as he gets it, uh, one of their guards gets it up to half court. I see him just put his arm back, and I just turn around and hit a beeline to the basket because I know the five man's behind me. I mean, he catches it, and I just jump because, you know, I'm trying to get my plan to <laughs> And I, there's a picture. I, I'm not going to pull I'll pull it up later. But there's a picture of me literally just grabbing his arms while he's dunking on me, just grabbing his arms, nothing I could do. And it was just hear the crowd go Ooh. Hey, sometimes you just gotta make those business decisions and just be like mm, just give up the two points oh yeah no but this wasn't one of those because manning uh coach manning was it was definitely a hard it was definitely a hard one for stuff like that but uh yeah i was just trying to get my playing <laughs> time up i was like if i get dunked on i get dunked on but i'm a foul i'm trying to foul the hell out of him but when you're I, like if i get that block then if i get hard. that block man hey coach i'm gonna need some hey coach a rim protector <laughs> coach i'm a rim protector but yeah nah but, but those arenas and stuff like that, just to see and to play in, were just like, for the first the first couple, I'll be they were a little bit overwhelming and just like, just just like I mean, I, you can't even hear your thoughts sometimes. Like in mm-hmm. Duke, you wouldn't think that Duke was the size that it was. It's it's super small. It's the size of Buchanan. Yeah, people don't realize how yeah, small it is. It's uh, so if you take like if you take Buchanan and you make it a little bit smaller and then you add a row of seats up by like uh like just like the yeah. just one more row of seats like around the whole thing like uh, another bowl like up top that's it like Buchanan's gym is the exact same size except just another row like another bowl up top and that gym is made for it take you get all the noise in there you can't hear it you can't hear a word you can't have a conversation like me and you right here sitting across from each other we can have a conversation mm-hmm. the students got they got the whole a paper with your dog's name <laughs> Your great grandma's name. They got everything. Like they just know. They know everything. They knew I played volleyball. They were talking. They were. They were talking stuff. They were saying like, "You play volleyball. You don't even play basketball anymore. Like you shouldn't even be playing basketball. Like, go play volleyball." They had. Uh, 
man, no, they had they had said some stuff to us. I'll tell you, like, they had said some stuff. Like they dug up some dirt on some of our other players, and I was just like, <laughs> how annoying is it though? Because you see in the Duke games, like you're taking the ball out, and then you have the whole crowd like with their arms out, like yeah. act like they're gonna touch you, or like you know they're like like yeah, they're right like they're, there. Like, they feel like they're like inches away from you. Yeah, like it's. I mean, I think like part like part of you like once you once you get into the game, that's that stuff turns off. Like you don't you don't really recognize it or like you don't really notice it. You just like you hear the noise and like. But once you get into a flow in the game or whatever, like it only takes like the first couple of minutes. Like once you get into a flow, it's just kind of like everything kind of drains. You know they're there. You kind of but it kind of like drains out and like the only times like you like they might get to you is like at the free throw line, or really at the free throw. That's for me personally. Like that's the only time where I hear the crowd is at the free throw line, just because. The game stops yeah. and it's just you and then the crowd and they're all saying stuff as you're doing something like you're dribbling, you're spinning the ball to yourself and you're about to release like the horns and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, just once you get used to it, it'll drown out. But it's all it's always there. But yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's different. That's crazy. I mean, you're right. The, playing in those those environments, right? That's the that's the king of of college basketball in this yeah, country. You right? wouldn't it's, want anything else. You wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And you mentioned it when you when you when you committed, right? They just showed a video, and you're like, "That's who I want to play against." That's what I want to see. That's what I want to play against. They had, yeah, they had just had videos. Of just all I saw was NBA guys up there. They were just just battling it out and stuff like that. And then like the teams, like what they want to do. Like every player has one goal, and that's to get to the highest level possible. And like, I mean, that pickup game, like I couldn't recreate it again. Like I haven't. I've played in some pickup games that are very like that, but like, I mean, that for me, that was one of my first pickup games where it's just like I was like, "This is basketball, but this is just business." Like we're coming in here to just try to beat each other up the whole time, not literally, but like just beat each other up, trying to get the best out of it. Like, and this is only pickup. Do they ever, when recruiting out there, do they use like Chris Paul or anything? Like, they have, they have his stuff like big fundamentals coming out, <laughs> big fundamental now. I mean, I don't think Chris Paul does come around. I mean, when I was there, he didn't come around. I think he came around one time. Uh, Tim Duncan, he's in the Virgin Islands, or where he's at, yeah, so he's, doing his he's, doing his civic he's, duties. He's, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think I don't think Chris Paul really comes around that often. He might come around like once every other year. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's got his own thing going on. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was. I was a good recruit for him, but I wasn't one of those top tier recruits that mm. they were going to bring out. Chris try to bring out Chris Paul or something. <laughs> like I was a number one, so I mean that's what I would think. But when you look back at your Wake Forest days, like what are the things that you you know you look back and just proud of? Just me growing as a person, uh, getting away from home for the first time. Yeah, getting away from home. I think. I mean. I, I don't think it was as big as everybody made it out to seem like getting away from home. Like for me personally, I it was just, it was a basketball trip. It was like a, it, not literally, but it was like a weekend for an AAU tournament. I was going out there to go handle some business. Like this is the next step. And I was like, I was excited for it to see what, see what came of it. But uh, yeah, no, what was your question? Again? That, you said, no, you just, you know, your moments that you enjoyed being out yeah, awake. Moments. I mean, just. Learning, I think learning life and then learning basketball, like those two things is just growing. Like I did, I did so much growing because I did leave Fresno. I left the whole West Coast and I think I just had grown up a lot from being out there. Okay, so what was it like when your sister 
joins the volleyball team. Hey man, I I was pumping my fist. I was like, come on out. So I was I was super excited. I got my sister out there. Uh, that was cool because it was it was kind of cool because like my coach came out to me came out to me, uh, and he's like, hey, your sister plays volleyball. And I was like, yeah, she does. He's like, where's she going? I was like, I mean, she's looking around at schools and stuff like that. And then uh, I went over to the volleyball coach, and I was just joking. Like, I, I, like later that day, I ended up running the volleyball coach, and I was like, I have a sister. I was like, you guys need to talk to her, this, that, like just as a joke or whatever. And then like two weeks later, my sister calls me, and she's like, hey, Wake Forest. I might go to, hey, Wake Forest. What do you think about <laughs> Wake Forest? And I was like, I mean, yeah, come on. This, this, and that. I was like, come on. And then, uh, then later I heard uh, – that they were just like they were trying to get, like they were trying to get her there. So I mean I think they're trying to get her there so I'd stay. And then uh, they brought her out there and I was great. I thought I thought for sure your mom was gonna end up moving out there too. Oh everyone <laughs> yeah no you and everyone else they were like yeah where's when's Michelle moving? <laughs> I was like yeah I mean but I think I mean I told her I was like it's only four years, three to or I mean four years if, unless I transfer. I was like so why would you move out there? Because yeah. I mean I don't know if I'll live there but but it is nice. But yeah, I definitely thought she was coming. <laughs> her babies are out there. Her babies are in North Carolina. Gone. When they say left the nest, they really <laughs> left the nest. So when does, uh, you know, obviously you end up at Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. When does that kind of come in? And how does that go down? So my ju- coming into my junior year, they, uh, they recruited Jalen Horde. And he was a top five recruit coming out of high school. And uh, one of my other teammates was also French. He's Jay, or Jalen Ward's French. And Olivier Sarr, Olivier Sarr, sorry, yeah. was uh, was with me, whatever. And Olivier texts me. He's like, "Yeah, they did. Or Jalen's coming here, and he's a four. I was cool with. I was cool with Olivier. And uh, he told me he's like, Jalen's coming here. This, this, and I was like, I'm not. I like. I did, I wanted to fight with him, but I didn't want to because I just knew it was about to come. Top five recruit, like in the ACC, when a top five recruit comes in, he's playing 25 minutes, and it's his ball, his world, yeah. his world right now. And we were like kind of going through like a phase where like uh, our our starting point guard Brian Crawford left. He was really good. JC John Collins had left, uh, or he had left the previous year. Uh, and like guys were kind of like the team was kind of like breaking apart, but at the same time it was like molding into a new team. And I was just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna step out of here. Maybe I'll just go somewhere where I could just play, like play, just be be more of the man somewhere else. Ended up going to Santa Clara. I had a good, I really I had a really good first year after my sit out year, and then COVID year happened, and it was just. But so what? Like what other schools? You know, were there other schools, you know, you hit that transfer portal. Were there other schools that were interested in you? And did you want to come? Was like your main thing to come back to the West Coast or? It wasn't to come back to the West Coast at first. But uh, so Nevada came back. uh, Why can't I? I'm drawing a blank right now. Fresno State. I was close to coming to Fresno State. Um, And then uh, Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska. That's what I'm drawing a blank on. Nebraska. uh, Texas. And then... um, where did uh where did our old coach go from Fresno State UTEP. with Bison UTEP UTEP and then UTEP and then okay I do remember this okay because this yeah. is like so I'm trying to think era because this is when there is that possibility right because Colin was going to transfer Colin, too you guys were all talking about going Bryson, to play together right yeah because we had that we had like an open gym with Quincy at Clovis High 
and we were all like, we are all getting ready to dip out of there, and we were all having one-on-one conversations at a time. I, it's me and Bryson. I think it was me and Bryson maybe first. I don't know if him and Colin had talked. But me and Bryson was like, I told Bryson, I was like, hey, where you go, I go. Hey, you want to go Like, you want to go somewhere together? I was like, I mean, well, it's really open right now because I feel like, like there's a couple of teams like, I mean, UTEP. He was telling me to come to UTEP, but he was about to leave UTEP. And then Santa Clara came in the mix because Santa Clara wanted Bryson as well. And I was like, hey, we could go right now. Let's go. And then uh, that kind of happened. And then Colin was, Colin was a little bit more quiet with his, kind of with his stuff or whatever, but his dad – Kind of his dad was throwing it out, and he's like, "Hey, you guys, you guys could play together, this and that." And then stuff didn't just pan out. But I was definitely almost about to play with Bryson. I was trying to play with Bryson again. That would have been that would have been nice. But uh, shoot, I mean, I wish we talked a little bit more. But hey, stuff happens. Because I just remember hearing those like rumors that there was like backroom conversations of all three of you possibly going to the same place and playing. Yeah, that would have been so. super nice. Maybe Fresno State, but Bryson had already left Fresno State, so he's not coming <laughs> back. So, you know, what made Santa Clara so special? So Herb Sendek had recruited me when he was at Arizona State, so there was already a little bit of a, a, lot, a little bit of familiar ground there. And uh, like me, being me, I was just kind of like, well, it sounds good, it's nice. I was like, all right, let's go. And uh, that's really how I made my decision. I went out there. It was cool. Basketball facility is really nice. Um, coaches all really cool guys. Uh, and that's really how I made my decision. There wasn't much more into that. Oh, and then once they once they brought out the academic stuff and stuff like that, you had my mom tapping me on the leg like, hey, <laughs> is this the one? Go ahead. Academics was first for her. And it's a good conference. Like, you it know, is. the West Coast Conference, you know, you have the Zags, you have St. Mary's, right? Like, yeah. you have BYU, like, you're sending high-caliber teams, and you can argue up to just recently they were a better conference than the basketball conference in the Pac-12. Yeah, they were this year. You this know? year they were definitely yeah. a better conference. You know, so, like, they've probably been arguably, out of the last 10 years, have been by far the best West Coast league for basketball. It's, a, it's right there, Pac-12. Yeah. Is, Pac-12 is fighting for it because, I mean, I think uh, – we beat them. I think the WCC beat the Pac-12 this year, and like the games when WCC played Pac-12, I think WCC won by like four or five games. Wow. Yeah. So talk about that COVID year though, because that like you could have right, you technically could have had one back. more. Yeah, could have came back, and uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I couldn't do it. First, first it was just like we came, so we came to we came to school, or okay, so we were at our conference tournament. Uh, the year prior to COVID. And we were on, like, first our coach got it. I know our coach got it. He was dead sick. Like, we were looking at him like, I like there was one time he was getting off the bus. I was like, coach, you need some help? I was like, do you need, like, what's wrong with you? Look, like you need to be in a wheelchair right now. But he was just deadly sick. And then next thing you know, like a week later, or so after the, so yeah, so like a week later, they were like, hey, we might get sent home. Like we might get sent home, like because we, I mean, we still, so we still had to continue school or whatever. So they were like, we might get sent home. I was like, for what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then I hear, I hear the. At first, it was called the Chinese flu. Yeah, there's all the different then, names. Yeah, there's all these names for it. And I was just like, I mean, whatever. Like, not not paying not not paying a second thought to it. And then, uh, next thing you know, I get an email. Like I get or a group message hits. Like I get an email, and then. I mean, I don't really check my emails that clearly or whatever, but I knew, like, I'd remember the email because it was just one. 
And then the group messages blew up. Hmm. And I was just like, like, hey, we're going home. We're going home. Da, da, da. I was like, damn. So, all right, we'll go home or whatever. So then we go home. And as you know, they said two to three weeks. And then everything's going to be back to normal. Turned into a month. Turned into two months. And then it was just. And then so I had not gone back. So we didn't go. I didn't go back to school till about August. And so that summer was Zoom. We had team Zoom sessions, Zoom summer school. And it was like, all right, maybe when we get to the year, it'll go back to normal, stuff like that. So we get back to campus, far from normal. They had, they put us in a, like a, a dorm. Like we were the only team in that dorm, or us and the women's team were the only teams in that dorm. And it was just, I mean, I'm not going to say it was jail because jail is jail, but it was jail. Like we were just sitting in the same room. We weren't allowed to talk. We weren't allowed to communicate with each other really like, outside like they wanted us to be in our rooms or in practice and then we'd only be able to practice with four people at a time different baskets uh and that was just rough like so that's getting COVID tested every other day and that was just kind of rough like it was just different it was like just like a different life and it was just it was kind of hard for everybody and then uh then we so we finally get around to around season when season's about to start kicking off stuff like that and that season just started going up and down, up and down. So we played the first four games in our, our in Levy, and then the county comes in and says, "Hey, you guys got to go. We don't know where you're gonna go, but you got to go. You can't play here anymore." And so we we're just like, "What? Like we we can't play in our gym? The ones that we're the only ones who practice here, and they just spent like fifteen million dollars on a practice facility, brand new practice facility. I mean, like the the wax just there's no dust on the floor." <laughs> No, nothing. You could still smell the wax. And they're like, yeah, you can't practice here. And we were just looking at them like, there's no way. There's no way like they're kicking. So they kick us out. We go to Santa Cruz and we live out, we live out of a hotel for five to six months. We live out of a hotel. And then uh, we played at the G League, the Warriors G League arena, which was cool. It was all right. I mean, we just had limited practice. We didn't really have, we didn't have a weight room. So we had to make do with what we had. Um... And that was man, that was that was a rough one. We'd have we'd have about we had I think we had about four or five games where we would so we had to get tested the day before and then we had to have all the test results back. I mean all of the test results back or else you didn't come to the game. And you had to have all the test results back and then if there was more than three or four test results that were so it's like three or four, you wouldn't play the game. So we would be on one side of the court warming up and they would be on the other side of the court warming up and we'd literally be looking at each other and they'd push, like there was a couple of times where they'd push the game back two hours. And then at the end of those two hours, they'd be like, all right, game's canceled, go home. <laughs> and we'd just, yeah, and then it'd be like game, game delays were every, uh, just about every game had probably about a 30 minute delay just because it made somebody was probably like waiting on a, a last minute result, test result. And it was just, man, it was just, it was a different experience. Like it was just so many rules, so many, like it was just hard to, just to do anything we couldn't really do anything like that I got in trouble for going on a walk after a game so we had just lost a game and uh I went for a walk I went to go get some ice cream it was like a mile down the road I walked and then ended up walking back and then I was walking back whatever the huge they made a huge deal like you can't be outside this this and this da, 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 da. you got to be safe and I was just like yeah, that's not it for me. <laughs> and then I, and then so then we get to the end. But like we finally break, like we busted, we busted through. We got through the entire year, 
And uh, then at the end of the year, like I was my agent and uh, like some other people were like, do you want to go back to school? Like you don't need to, but like if you want to, like this year was just so, I mean, it was just a bad year. And I was just like, nah, I was like, I'm a professional. I was like, I can, I can play professionally. I was like, this is just, and I don't even want to come to another year where it's, I have to deal with school, online school with me, (laughs) man. ADD, ADHD was just not, I can't sit on a screen. You had, you had 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops before I just, my mind just wandered with four or five classes. And I was just like, I can't risk another year maybe being like that. And it was, that's what it was. That was came down to my decision. I was like, I have my degree. I was like going back for another year. I was like, yeah, no, I can't do it. So let's talk about that. I mean, you, you make that decision, you go, you start the professional career. Yeah. And how's that play out? Your agent just, you know, is he looking for, just start looking for opportunities there? And, uh, you know, where'd you, where'd you wind up? Uh, so I was in the, I ended up in the Netherlands in the B next league is Belgium and the Netherlands. Uh, and I thought it was a pretty good league. Um, it was, it's a newer, it's a newer league. So they, they combined ne- Netherlands and the Belgium leagues. They combined them together, which was, it was nice. I came in there. I came in a little bit late, but, uh, yeah, so my agent, I honestly don't know how it works because being over there now is just like he knows him, he knows him, they know them, they know his cousin, something like that. That's how you, that's how you, we met you, we came through across you, stuff like that. It's just, it's just a networking of people that my agent did a great job of, of being able to put me in a position. He actually had like five jobs lined up for me coming out, like when I was looking for my first professional job, and I chose them because of the league. And then uh, I ended up having a really good year, and it was just uh, it was a big experience for me. So, what other leagues did you like? What other countries or leagues did you have interest in? Iceland. There's one in Iceland. It was it was a cool league. And then there's one in South America, uh, a low a lower division in uh, Germany, I believe. And then another one in uh, Portugal. Okay. And then, so those were like some little small ones, but uh, yeah. So, but B Next League was a nice, it's a really nice league. There's a lot of players in there. Uh, I mean, Jalen Hands was in that league. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He plays for Antwerp. Uh, trying to think of any other names you wouldn't know. There's a, actually, there was a guy that went to Long Beach that played for one of the better teams in our conference. I can't remember his name. He's a white guy. Uh, Bill, he has a little bit of Bill. He's a guard. You know? Okay. No. Okay, yeah, no, there's a couple though. There's is but it's a really solid league and then you got all the Europeans. So how many in that league, how many Americans are you allowed to have on the team? Seven. Okay. Oh wow. You could have seven. Okay. Yeah, some teams took advantage of it, other teams didn't. Yeah. Uh but there's uh the Netherlands and Belgium, like they have a lot of players. Like uh they don't need they didn't need Americans, but they needed Americans for a certain like a lot of Americans that you saw out there, except a couple teams, were like fitted for positions and then like they usually had the rest with makeup of yeah. locals but yeah no. so what was the was there any sort of adjustment or what was the like playing out there my first my biggest adjustment was the first game i knew it was i knew it was up when it was the first game i came up to set a middle ball screen and this dude put his hand on my hip and put his chest on my shoulder and pushed me to half court <laughs> just literally walked me to half court and i was like and i looked at the ref and i was like to get like, is it like I just had my hands up, like what, like what's this? And he's like, what's this basketball? <laughs> Literally, that's all the ref said. He's like, it's basketball. And I was like, 
All right. A lot more All physical. Right. A lot more physical. <laughs> and then coming down, like, uh, I mean, they had, like, this this like this like big, we played, uh, my first game was against this team called Leiden, which is top, is top two, three team in our, in our league. And they had this one big, look like he was straight out of Ragnarok. <laughs> Dude came over and he just, he just posted me up and he started shimmying. And I was like, and I was, I thought I was holding my ground and I kind of just look up. I'm right under the basket, and I was just like, "Yeah, these guys are grown men. Like it's just, it's just, it's grown men basketball. Like it's college is like in that space where it's between 18, 21, 22 years old, where it's still kid. Like you're grown, you're grown kids, you're grown kids, but you're not grown, you're not a grown mm-hmm. man. And it's like, well, then once you once you transition to that professional life, it's just then you're between 20. I mean, you're between 20 and 35. And that twin, and that that ages between like twenty seven and thirty three. Those those are the those are the <laughs> dudes. Those are the dudes that are like they're coming up on their career and they're like finishing it, but like they're still like those guys. Like they had a lot it's of just that grown man. Yeah, strength. and you got a lot of that professional basketball in you, like that you just know. Like it's just same thing as like if I was to play against a college team right now, I think, or a high school team right now. Like it would, that's like kind of like how it would be a little bit. Like you all, you obviously have those guys that can obviously play with you, but then there's a lot of guys that's just like it's going to be a big adjustment for him. Like, there's not going to be – like, if I went to a high school right now or college right now and posted someone up, it'd be a lot different than them being posted up by a teammate. No, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you even a good high school team, you could, I imagine you could walk in right now just with your now the, – the experience you have now yeah, and, and just, just take over. Yeah, just having knowledge of the game and just being able – like, knowing, like, what to do, what this, like, this means, this, this, mm-hmm. and this, and just being able to make quick decisions. Like, the biggest – one of the biggest adjustments I had was – just making quicker decisions like you have to be as soon as you catch it it's got to be shot drive pass all in one all in one motion like you have to be able to make all the decisions in one motion and then uh like dribbling like I I think my coach got on me I dribbled a little bit too much Mm -hmm. just because I ended up getting like a slower big and I'd just kind of be like trying to go but like a lot of times like I just had to sit back and just wait for my moments and just be able to know when to attack and it was uh a lot of growing for me in that aspect of it, which was nice. So we were talking on the phone earlier, and you were talking about you guys. You guys made like quarterfinals, semifinals. No, quarter. Or we went to the second round. Second round of the like. There was like four or five rounds. But explain like your guys' playoffs, right? Because it's different. Okay, so they do it like soccer. Like so, we did. They did it like soccer. So it's two game series, and it's pretty much whoever wins, like scores the most points, wins. So like if I if we win the first. Game, oh, we're talking like aggregate. Yeah. So yeah. If we so if we win the first if we win the first game by if we win the first game by six, you guys have to come in and beat us by seven. Yeah. Or else you lose. But we could still we could lose by three. We could lose by four, and game still up. We still win. Yeah. Which is kind of like it's kind of crappy because like uh when we were in the when we were in our second round, we win the first game by one, which is technically an even game. So it's it's pretty much even because if you win by one, you win by two, whatever. But like you or. It's, it's, so it's even. It's an even game, and then they came out the second game, and we go to their place. And, I mean, they put the whooping on us, but it's like, if we, I think if we saw them one more time, like if it was like a best out of like a best out of three series, I think if we saw them one more time, it might have been a different. It would have been a different outcome, just because you you win one time, and you know that second game they're going to come at you. They want that second game, like in a three game series. Like that second game is usually going to try to get it one one. But uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you grew up watching the NBA. You're thinking like, best oh, we got one more game to settle this. Yeah, we but, got yeah. at least best of three, best of five, yeah. best of seven. But no, nah, it's best of two. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's that soccer style. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. when you, like, what were some of your favorite cities to play in and just like some of the favorite foods that you like to eat while you were out there? So the food was pretty basic. I think it was just... Like they probably had a couple different seasonings on some stuff or something like that, but really it was the same. Like the food was pretty much the same. I did a lot of cooking for myself, so it was, I really didn't have anything special out there. Like they had uh, some specially prepared meats and stuff like that, which I couldn't tell you what it was called, but it was it was decent. Um, favorite cities? I mean, Amsterdam is Amsterdam. It's just it's just beautiful out there. It's just like a different world. Like so, they're below sea level. So they have all the dams and stuff like running everywhere. Anywhere you go, like anytime you turn left, you turn right, you probably run into a dam or like a canal. I don't know if, yeah, whatever they yeah. call it. And it's like, it's pretty cool. So like they had a lot, like a lot of ferry boats and stuff like that you could go on. The nightlife out there was really nice. The people were really nice. And then there's another city called Eindhoven. It was, uh, this one was about 15 minutes from where I was living. And that was, it was a nice city. It was a uh, that was more of a nightlife city, stuff like that. And then there's uh, Maastricht, was more of a college town type deal. But uh, all the cities were really nice. Just mostly because like it just like them, they would be like, nah, this city is crap. But me, for me, I was like, this is crazy because it's everything's so new to me and stuff like that. Like just how you'd say like Fresno, like you'd be like Fresno's not it. There's <laughs> nothing to do here in Fresno. Like that's what they would say there. But I'd be like, this is all new to me, so it's yeah. not it's not crap but yeah it's, it's cool so you were telling us you know before we got started you might be hitting the road again here pretty soon so what's next yeah so uh australia is looking like where i'll be taking my next destination i think i'll be i'll be in this league for quite a while like for a, as long as i can uh this an nbl is well i think it's the second best league in the world behind the nba uh as far as exposure talent teams the environment like i think it's one of the best leagues in the world i I hope i get my opportunity out there but uh right now i'm gonna go play in the nbl one which is their technically like their g league to Mm. the nbl get out there and start working out and start playing for this for their g league team and then hopefully within these coming next day or two i'll have a nbl team that'll be signed to nice yeah you're right we've seen a lot of nba players you know, spend time over there at different times, right? Yeah. Didn't uh, I mean, we most recently, well, didn't Lamelo play there? Yeah, he did. Yeah, play for the Awana Hawks. Yeah, and somebody else was over there at the same time as him. I remember. No, but you got a lot. You know, like Australia is very big. You know, you got the Andrew Bogle was number one overall pick, came from Australia. You got Patty Mills right now. Uh, some called him the Curry Stopper and Matthew Delladova. Didn't really <laughs> wasn't really the Curry yeah, Stopper. Delladova's on the um. He's on Melbourne United right now. Hmm. He's nice. They just uh, they just made a run at the championship, a loss to the Sydney Kings. Uh, yeah, but they have no every team. Every team in the NBL probably has two NBA players, ex NBA hmm. players. That's big time, man. I'm excited to. I'm excited as well. See what you see what you do over there. Appreciate it. So what like what so what actual city are you going to right now? Where you be flying into in Australia? Gold Coast. Okay. Like Gold Coast by Brisbane. Okay, like I have no clue. It's, a, it's, it's just an island. So I <laughs> all I know is like all the cities are out on like 
they're on the they're on yeah. the coast. coast. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't like go inland. Dry. Don't yeah. go inland. <laughs> hey, they told me uh, I was talking to one of the coaches out there. He's like, because I was asking about the wildlife, obviously, just because that's some of the most deadliest things. They got the, no, they have not. They have the <laughs> deadliest things out there that come out at night. And I was telling, he's like, so when you're in the city, it's like you don't really see them, but it's not uncommon to see them. Like you'll see, you obviously see some things. You might not see them too big, this and that, but you'll see some things. But he's like, now if you go looking for something you're going to find something. And that's not what you want to be doing. You don't want to go looking for anything. Just trust. He's like, trust me. He's like, go to a zoo or go to, go to like a, like a little animal farm or something. And you could see him in the cages, (laughs) but don't go outside, like looking for like a lizard or something, or else you're going to find something that you might not want to see. And then like, if you go to outback, like once you, but once you hit outside the cities, it's fair game. It's fair game. You got the spiders, you got the snake. Yeah. They have some like the world's biggest spiders. Yeah. Dinner plates. No, thank yeah. you. Dinner plates. You got the Crocs. Like you have like some like the most poisonous things. Yeah. Like got, I think it's like it's like five of the top ten like most poisonous things are like found in Australia. I would say it probably. I think it's closer to like seven. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a ridiculous like snakes, scorpions. They got every everything out there. You know, box a kangaroo if you're out there. Oh no. I <laughs> <laughs> hey, one kick to the chest. Uh, so, oh, it's probably over for me. <laughs> kick to the chest. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, that's crazy. So either our coach is already telling you, you <laughs> don't go out there, don't go inland. <laughs> don't go inland. I mean, you can like you could do one of the, like the little safari tour. Yeah, there's probably like some that, sort of tour or which, something. Not safari, but like a yeah. tour, like yeah. a tour or whatever, which would be cool. Which I'll probably end up doing, but uh, yeah. But for going outside, nah. Not by yourself, at least. By myself, <laughs> man. I'm not going outside. I mean, yeah, I'm not going outside like that. But how cool is this, though, man? Like, you're traveling. Basketball is taking you. All over the world right now, man. Yeah, it's it's a different experience. Like I I thought about it, but it, once it's in the moment, it's something different. It's really something different. Like when I just when my agent calls me, like the last like two weeks have been pretty busy for me. Like he just calling me, doing uh, interviews with teams and stuff like that, getting on calls, and just like even like after after every meeting, I'm just sit, I just sit there for like five ten minutes and just thinking like, this is for a ball and a hoop. Hmm. like what are you like i'm 20 25 years old you guys are offering me this type of money to put a ball on a hoop and it's just to me it's just kind of like it's surreal but it's also a blessing and it's just it's it's really cool to see what work puts like what work puts in for you and like uh where it could take you i gotta ask you a question though if you could go back and talk to a little 13 year old donovan what would you tell him it depends what the situation is <laughs> what's the situation just about hoops just about basketball just about hoops Probably tell him to eat a little bit more <laughs> on the jump. Just go eat a little bit more, cause man, I could not. Man, I just I you could, couldn't put on weight anyway. Couldn't put on weight. I, can, I still can't put on weight like that. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm very surprising. Like a lot of teams, like even, like in Europe, they would tell me after games, they'd be like, "Hey, you really surprised us, like with your like with your strength. Like we didn't think you were that strong. Like we tried we tried to attack you this and that, and they couldn't. Like I mean, I'd be able to stop them. And like most, I got I played defense on guards, which was fine, but it would be the bigs. They'd be like. Hey, you you're pretty strong down there. Hey, you good. Hey, good. Hey, good job, man. But yeah, uh, shoot, I lost your question. So, no, just like oh you know, yeah, what no. What would I tell him is like, yeah, eat a sandwich, <laughs> uh, and don't ever take anything personal. Just stop. So yeah, stop taking things personal and just do you. At the end of the day, it's gonna it's gonna be all right. Just do you though. I think I took a lot of things personal when I was a little bit younger. A lot more personal than I do now. I just tell him, just don't take things personal. Man, from chaos to Australia. Hey, man. Crazy. Crazy turnaround. <laughs> only a couple of years. 
and four kids later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jason's old. I am, man. It's fun though, man. It's fun to, you know, just see, you know, his growth, his maturation and just, you know, like to see, you know, where basketball's taking him and it's it's absolutely awesome. And more exciting than that, it almost is okay, where's where's basketball going to take him? Yeah. But like, then volleyball, is, like he's gonna jump back into volleyball. Oh, that's not gonna that's not gonna be for a while. No, but, but it's, it's still but out it's, there. It's still though. out there. It is still out there. No, I'm it's just definitely it's gonna happen there. at some point. Yeah, it is. I, I probably like I feel like his mom's probably gonna be the happiest when she hears like the volleyball piece. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> she's, she's like she's putting a volleyball court in her new house. Just... <laughs> Trying to make sure you never like go too far away from home. Oh no, she knows. Like she, she's she expects volleyball to be out there because she's definitely a beach person. She wants to be. Mm-hmm. She'll she'll go out to the beach, be night, like sit out in the sun, stuff like that. Yeah, she wants me to play volleyball. So I gotta ask, did your mom ever go out to Europe? She did. She came out for Christmas. Okay, and it was nice to see her. Uh, it was good. I was getting a little lonely out there. Yeah, you're. And what a lot of people don't know is that that overseas life, it's very lonely. Yeah, it gets very lonely out there. But it was it was nice to see her. Well. The good thing is, Asha, they all speak English. They all speak English. <laughs> hey, but the the thing about Dutch is their second language was English. Okay. So it was like even like kids five to six years old, I was able to talk to. So okay. it, was, it was it was nice out there. The only people I had trouble talking to were like the elderly people, about like 60, 70. Those 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 people didn't speak English like that. They they might be able to say hi, how are you doing? Yeah. That was about it. But everybody else was English speakers, which was nice. Gotta help when your teammates can talk speak English too. I mean, yeah, it does. Yeah. Cause that has to be hard. Cause we've had people like they've talked about like their coaches. They'd have to tell the translator, and then like I was like, I can only imagine game on the line, coaches talking, and then you're having to listen to a translator oh, while no, they kind of draw yeah, up stuff. That that probably would not. I wouldn't go well for me. <laughs> I already had trouble. I had a uh, I had a Serbian head. I had a Serbian coach. Man, you've never been coached by someone. <laughs> you've never. Man, like the first first couple of days of practice, the names he was calling us, the names he was calling me. And like, cause he, at first he like he was warming up to me because I was a new I was like the new guy or whatever, but like when he was he was talking to other players I was like, no way is this coming this way, There's no <laughs> way is this coming this way. And then which, next thing you know, like after a week of practice, then he starts digging into me, and I was just like, I can't even I can't say it. What I, I'll say I'll tell it to you later, but I can't even say it on the mic just because it's like it's just that vulgar and that just like man. Those guys, the Serbians, they take their basketball to a different level. Like the way they coach basketball is just their out. Their look on basketball is, is just so so different and so. I mean, it's nice. Like how like our coach, I, our coach was one of the, the best coaches in the league, but it was definitely he had definitely a way of or he had a very interesting way of getting us to that point. <laughs> in a very interesting way, man. Shoot, well, we got to wrap this up, but man, I can't thank you enough. Thanks for yeah, coming man. in. Just I really appreciate out. you guys having us. Yeah, having dude. Me, having me. No, that's awesome, man. Can't wait to just, you know, follow your career and see what's next. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I get, we're going to be checking these NBL, NBL box scores now. So, uh, yeah, that'll be nice. Go some out there and ball out. The games are streamed here, too, as well. Nice. Nice. All right, well, this is it. This is uh, Off the Bench featuring Buchanan legend Donovan Mitchell. Here we go. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to the Off the Bench Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench.